0: Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Let's pray and let's get into the Word. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach, and thank you because your people are anointed to receive, and together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. And Father, we release the spirit of wisdom and understanding. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Okay, so I'm going to finish our series we started called Wisdom is Better Than Weapons of War. Okay, we're going to go long today. We're going to go stretch ourselves a bit. And uh, for those in the media room, I want you to use the amplified version. And uh, we've been looking at wisdom, but another way to learn is to look at the opposite. Okay, so another way to learn about a subject is to look at the opposite of what that subject is. If you understand how the opposite works, you can also understand how the genuine works. So when you read the book of Proverbs, for instance, you see they talk about, uh, sometimes it's talking about wisdom, and it's talking about foolishness. So I I, I, I did a study on foolishness, uh, and I mean, I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed it because I... One thing I can guarantee you is, from everything I'm going to say this morning... In our own lives, as far as you are a human being, you will see a trace of it. So, the best way to do is to learn it and allow the wisdom of God to help correct that. So, I studied the word fool from the book of Proverbs. The word foolish. The word fully, F-O-L-L-Y, it's used in the King James Version, and the word foolishness. Okay, so today's message is 40 biblical symptoms of foolishness. 40 biblical symptoms of foolishness. And once you know that there is a symptom, then you know the disease is there, so you have to treat it. Am I right? I am right. So when I ask you again, you say yes. Am I right? Okay. So the word fool appears 41 times in the book of Proverbs. The word fool appears 41 times in the book of Proverbs. The word foolish appears 11 times in the book of Proverbs. The word "foolish" or folly appears 13 times in the book of Proverbs using the King James Version. The word fool is 41 times. The word foolish is 11 times. The word fool is 13 times. And the word foolishness is 9 times. And in my mind, I'm thinking if the Bible has a lot to say about full foolishness fully, then we should also study it. Because nothing in the Bible is actually wasted. Praise God. And so, so that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to stick with the amplified version because it brings out some of the things we're going to say. So we're going to look at 40 symptoms of foolishness from the book of Proverbs. The first point the word fool was mentioned is in proverbs chapter 7 verse 22 proverbs 7:22 so i'm just going to give the scripture and then i'll give you the point so let's have the amplified version i need someone who is very fast on that system because we have to go fast and make sure we're done proverbs chapter 7 and verse 22 now if you start reading from verse 21 it says With her many persuasions, she caused him to yield. With her flattering lips, she seduced him. Verse 22, Suddenly, he went after her as an ox goes to the slaughter, not knowing the outcome, or as one in stocks going to the correction to be given to a fool. Now, when you read the context of that verse, the first symptom of foolishness given in the scripture is yielding to sexual temptation. One of the first symptoms of foolishness is yielding to sexual temptation, whether in the form of adultery or fornication or masturbation or whatever, pornography, that's one of the first and primary symptoms of foolishness. It's amazing that when the Bible starts, in the book of Proverbs, when it starts talking about a fool, the first description it comes out with is in the area of sexuality. And nothing, 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 nothing reduces a man and causes a man to walk in foolishness, like yielding to sexual temptation. And so... Uh, One of the primary symptoms, the number one symptom of foolishness is yielding to sexual temptation. We can't tell of how many lives have been destroyed, how many CEOs of companies, how many churches have been wrecked by five minutes of pleasure. Uh, We can't talk of how many dignities have been lost and people having children they did not want to have because of five minutes of pleasure. So, number one sign or symptoms of foolishness is yielding to sexual temptation. Now, will the temptation come? Yes. But yielding to it is another thing. Now, it's important to understand that the scripture says about the fool is a man who says in his heart, there is no God. What does that tell us? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So, if a man says in his heart, there is no God, the fool is a man who has disregard for the commandments of God. That's what a biblical fool is. A man who does disregard for the commandments of God. Number two symptoms of foolishness. Unwillingness to learn. And he spends more time talking than learning. Proverbs 10.8 The foolish man is unwilling to learn. He spends more time talking than learning. The wise in heart will accept and obey commandments, but the foolish of lips... Will forehead long. You can put Proverbs 10.10 10, ver- there. Verse 10. Unwillingness to learn. And spends more time talking. Actually spends more time talking. Praise the name of the Lord. He who winks with the eye craftily and with malice causes sorrow. The foolish of lips will forehead long. But he who boldly refuse, reproves makes peace. Number 3. Proverbs 10.18. Number 3 symptom. Proverbs 10, 18. You might not be able to write everything, so make sure you get the message. Okay? And listen to it over and over again. You should play it monthly. Okay. Number three symptom. Uh, Proverbs 10, 18. He who hides hatred is of a lying lips, and he who utters slander is a self-confident fool. Uh, In my study also of the Amplified Version, I don't want to go there because it takes time, I discovered that they were several kinds of fools described in the book of Proverbs. There was the self-confident fool, there was the arrogant fool, there was the big-headed fool, and there was the thick-headed fool. There were seven classes of... Those are when you now go into foolishness, those are now the dimensions of foolishness, the degrees of foolishness. There are people who are just foolish But they are the ones who are are self-confident in their foolishness. That means that foolishness comes with a premium case of arrogance. You know, very confident. And nothing will destroy you than being confident in ignorance. Nothing will destroy you. You see, the fact that you are confident does not mean you are wise. You know, some people think being bold as wisdom. It's just street wisdom. It's not wisdom that... Causes you to fulfill destiny So if you have time and you want to study Go check the amplified version You see about 7 degrees of fools there That's, that's another one entirely Number 4 Proverbs 10.23 four, Number 4 symptom uh, uh, A fool takes fun in engaging in evil And calls it sports A man who refuses wisdom And chases sin You enjoy doing evil And you call it fun A fool calls sin fun. It is a spot to a self confident fool to do wickedness. You just do evil and you say it's fun. That's what the world defines as having swag. Confidence in iniquity. You know, it's like you're cheating people and then your friends say you are wise. It calls. It's, it's a sport to so the self-confident fool to do wickedness. They enjoy it just as you will enjoy football. That's how they enjoy wickedness. Praise the name of the Lord. I said praise the name of the Lord. Number five, Proverbs eleven twenty nine. The fool is always a servant to those with wisdom. Now, one of the best way to learn from these messages is not like when you are here, you now say, Ah, this is talking about that man in my compound. No, 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 no. This one contains every one of us. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't listen to it for somebody else. Listen to it for yourself. Are you following what I'm saying? Out of these 40 signs, I'm sure every one of us here, including me that is preaching, would have a symptom somewhere or the other. So don't listen to it for your wife. Ah, I wish my wife was in church today. No, that's why she didn't come. So you can listen for yourself. Is that okay? Now, where number one? Five. He who troubles his own house shall inherit the wind, and the foolish shall be servant to the wise of heart. If you read the modern amplified version, it talks about it says the the amplified C version. It says, He who troubles his own house shall inherit the wind because of mismanagement. So the, the fool is always a servant to those with wisdom. And one of the reasons for this is mismanagement. The fool will mismanage his time, the fool will mismanage his relationships. The fool will mismanage his finance. The fool will mismanage his opportunities. And he will end up becoming a servant to what? To the wise. So the fool is constantly a servant to the wise. Number 6. Proverbs 12.15 The fool rejects God's wisdom. He is always right in his own eyes. The fool rejects God's wisdom. And he is always right in his own eyes. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But he who listens to counsel is wise. The fool is always wise in his his own eyes. That is why it is important to surround your life with godly people who will give you godly counsel. Let me tell you something. Any wicked thing you want to do in this life, there will be people who will support you. Any wicked thing. If you want to divorce your wife, there will be council of elders that will agree with you. If you want to do ritual killing, you will have people who will take you to the venue. They know somebody who knows somebody who does it. There is, you, see, you will never be stopped from any wickedness in this life if you are in the wrong company. So the fact that people agree with you does not mean the decision is Right? You know, because sometimes we take consensus for wisdom. No, you can have a group of foolish friends. It can be a network of people who are not wise. It can be a network of ungodly people. So, whatever you decide to do, they will agree with you. Are you following what I'm saying? Whatever you decide to do, any wickedness you decide to do, there will be somebody who will agree with you. So, the way of the fool is right in his own eyes. Okay, Number 7 Proverbs chapter 12 verse 16 We are looking at 40 biblical symptoms of foolishness We are allowing the word of God Talk to us this morning It is very important Because these are some of the things We need to take out of our lives So we can Fulfill the purpose of God For us this year If we want this year to be different from the next year Then we must increase in wisdom Can I get an Amen Number what? 7. Proverbs 12 verse 16. His anger is quickly displayed for lack of self-control and common sense. So, the fool always constantly displays his anger. A fool's wrath is quickly and openly known. But a poor man ignores an insult. So, what are some of the symptoms of foolishness? Anytime you are insulted, BAM! You can't ignore certain things. A bike man crosses your way, you give it to him. You're driving, and somebody does not leave the road on time, you give it to him. You are a giver, very generous, with curses and insults. And in your estimation, you like speaking your mind. <laughs> Let me explain this to you listen very carefully. You see, the way life is, life is very funny. Except the wisdom of God helps you, you will walk in the wrong path and think you are in the right path. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? And outside of God's word, nothing is certain in this life. Nothing. Not money, not relationships, no, no. no. It's the word of God that is the only thing that has been tried and has been proven, and that's why you must learn to build your life on the Word of God. So, if God calls something a sin, or God says this is not right, it doesn't matter the generation you are in, whether you're in the 20th century or the 21st century, do not engage in it. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you still here? Okay. Number eight. Number eight. Proverbs 1316. One of the symptoms of foolishness, there is no self discipline. Actions are not based on knowledge, but very interested in public display for all to see. There's no self discipline. Proverbs 13 16. Actions are not based on knowledge. But very interested in public display for all to see. You see, one of the symptoms of foolishness is always in love with public display. You know, and, and you know, that's one of the issues we have in this nation. When a man is wealthy, he must show it. How does he show it? Buy all the cars in his garage that he will never drive. Flamboyance. We must show people that we have made it. They must know. Even if they ref- refuse to recognize it, we do everything to show them that we have arrived. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, to be conservative is to be wise. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, I remember I told you some sometime this year, make sure even some of our old messages, get them. Even if, you, you know, even if you're a member of this local church, get the messages and listen to them over and over again. God will teach you things from them. I remember I taught, when I was talking on wisdom, one of these years, maybe three or four years ago, I talked about the wisdom of the, of the manger. That even though Jesus was king of kings, what was the wisdom that God used? God brought him in the manger, and because of that, Satan could not kill him. You know, if some of us were to appear as king of kings, we would refuse to be born in a manger. Say, there's no, there's no space in the hotel. I say, I will delay my coming for one more week. There will be space. after book Book next week. There will be space. I can't come in a manger. I'm the king of kings. I've come to redeem humanity. And you'll be giving birth to in a very expensive hotel. And that would be the first place that Herod will kill you. There is wisdom in appearing less than you are. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Appear less than you are. You know, sometimes when people appear less than you are, we feel that people are stingy. You know, so even some of us as wives, we want to encourage our husbands. See, the way, you say people look down on you the way you are dressed. Dress up. No, you don't need to dress up. If you are rich, you are rich. If you are poor, you are poor. I'll say it again. I said, if you are rich, you are rich. If you are poor, you are poor. If you are poor, there's no amount of dressing that will make you rich. You will only be a dressed poor man. Hasn't changed anything. Are, Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know... You know, if Dangote walks in here with shorts, for instance, and t-shirts, he's still Dangote. Hasn't changed anything. This desire to show people, tone it down this year, to keep it down. The desire to let people know that God has done it. Reduce it. It's not necessary. Be conservative. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Be conservative. It won't take anything from you to be simple. It won't take anything. It will reduce your anointing. It will reduce... You see, we always have this issue of people looking down on us. It doesn't matter. But just make sure you are able to sort yourself and pay your bills and give to the kingdom and do what you need to do. Keep your life simple. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay. <laughs> you know, let me say this here Just a bit of detail, but it will help us You know, even as pastors and as ministers We need to exemplify simplicity You know, when Jesus was to be betrayed And to be killed, you know the Jews could not Pick him out from the twelve disciples Judas had to kiss him for people to know That this was Jesus So it was not like you just walked to the twelve disciples you Just know that that was Jesus, no No do you realize in, the, in the, the, the Last Supper, when he was talking about who was going to betray him, they said John was leaning on his, on his chest. That's Jesus Christ. That John was leaning on his chest. So they told John, the one who was sitting close to him, to ask him who was going to betray him. John, leaning on the chest of Jesus. There is no associate pastor that can lean on the chest of his GO, it cannot happen. Lean on your GO's chest. Are you mad? You want to corrupt the anointing? But that's the Jesus we read in the scriptures. You remember Jesus asked his disciples, Lads, do you have any fish? And they brought fish and he ate with them. That was Jesus. That's Jesus we read in the Bible. (laughs) Praise the name of the Lord. Because some of us young people, what is taking us into ministry is not the call of God, it's the prestige that comes with it. The first lady title. Everybody run, once you enter, everybody's running. Pa. Yes. <laughs> the maybe the good thing with that is you can have earthly honour. The dangerous thing with that is That's how people will also run When you are destroying yourself Because there is nobody close to you to talk to you As a human being You are still open to mistakes You need to simplify your life So that when you are making mistakes People can reach you Are you hearing what I am saying? Just make yourself accessible Where number what No. Number 9 We are still in number 9 Proverbs 14.9 Fools mock at sin. They mock at sin. They make mockery of sin. Proverbs 14.9 They make mockery of sin. I'm going to get this and send it along with the message. So if you can't get everything, it's fine. You'll get this with the audio. Fools mock at sin. You see something in sin, they will laugh it out. Ah, It doesn't matter. They mock at sin. It's It's a symptom of foolishness. To mock at sin. See, sin is very destructive. Sin is destructive. Sin contains death. When a man sins, things die in him. It might not be obvious. You see, let me explain something to you. You know, that's why sometimes we need to also really trust God for grace and wisdom. You know, why why a lot of people and a lot of us can misbehave today and it looks like, oh, nothing. We're getting away with it. It's Christ. God's grace has come and all of that. You know, it's because of the mercy of God and the sacrifice of Jesus. You know, in the Old Testament, if you sinned, you died instantly. And you, you realize that if that was to happen today, you discover that you can come to church one day and you discover that everybody, including the pastor, have died. <laughs> everybody is dead. You realize that. When the early church started, the scripture says people were afraid to join them. They were scared. You know, some of us seated here today have told more lies than Ananias and Sapphira. Even when you compare the lie with Ananias and Sapphira, your own is almost like truth. And it was their money. But the Bible says they lied to the Holy Ghost. Let's not make a mockery of sin. It will destroy it. You might not see immediate judgment, but sin is destructive. Praise the name of the Lord. Number 10, Proverbs 14, verse 16. A fool is careless and does not avoid obvious evil. You know something is evil, but because of foolishness, you are careless. A wise man will suspect danger and cautiously avoid evil. But the fool bears himself insolently and presumptuously confident. This is another category of fool. Fools that are presumptuous. You, 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 you see, you, you realize, for instance, you're working somewhere. There is possibility of temptation there instead of avoiding it. You say, I'm a strong man. No, you're not a strong man. You'll destroy yourself. There is nobody who has fallen that thought that they will fall. Nobody. Are you still here? Come on, am I, am I preaching to you this morning? Avoid evil. For my young brothers, if you know that you like a girl, don't be chatting at night. Before you start asking, so what are you wearing now? Avoid it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Avoid. If you want to marry, go and get married. Stop asking people to send you pictures. As if you're doing album. Um, and the pictures you're asking for is always at 11 o'clock in the night. Do you expect her to go and get dressed and send you? And then when they don't send you pictures, you now start anger. Unnecessary anger. Is a sign of foolishness. You see, none of us, including me that is preaching, is above temptation. What we'll just do is that we build boundaries so we don't get tempted. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know people in your office that are busy stealing money and conniving. Don't ask them, I really don't want to steal, but I want to know how you people do it. Why do you want to know? Because immediately you get that information, the devil will start telling you, you can do it. You can do it. You can do all things through Christ that threatening you. You can do it. And you realize the devil will tell you, well, after all, they are not paying you well in this company. Uh, you, you understand? The enemy will now be justifying. There are certain information you should not know. Avoid. Come on, tell your neighbor, avoid evil. avoid evil. Tell your neighbor, it's wisdom to avoid evil. Switch. Don't beat your chest against evil, avoid it. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> Billy Graham, the late Billy Graham, one of the foremost evangelists in the world. There was, uh, there was, when he started in ministry, Billy Graham didn't start out as a very fantastic speaker. In fact, when Billy Graham went to Bible college, his pastor, if you read his biography, you read it there, his pastor told him he was going to waste his life there. He was, not a, he was not a fantastic preacher. Even if you had listened to Billy Graham, you will know he's not a charismatic, fantastic preacher. Carl Baptist preacher, who probably never spoke in tongues in his life. There were three guys, I won't mention their name, who were pulling stadiums fuller than Billy Graham, had more crowds than Billy Graham. But then Billy Graham <laughs> learned of the things that were, were destroying evangelists in his days. And then he drew up what he called the Modesty Manifesto. He drew up seven things that would guide him. The first thing was never to enter. He, I think one of, the, one of the things he drew up was he never had a woman in his car except his wife was there. He looked harsh. But that's why we are still celebrating him to today. Number two, they were never to give figures of their evangelism. If you see any figure from a Billy Graham crusade, it didn't come from them. Because then evangelists were falsifying figures. Just like sometimes pastors falsify church attendance so they can gain promotion to another place. All kinds of evil. And then they were to submit to financial accountability. Why did he do that? You have to build boundaries to avoid temptation. If boundaries are not built, you will be tempted. Are you following what I'm saying? You see, that's why we call ourselves like, oh, we know, we, know. we don't know anything. You know. you know, in those days, for instance, if you were dating a girl, they put certain very strict laws. Of course, I mean, they were extremes. But they put very strict laws. Don't meet in the same place, meet in a public place, meet where everybody is there. They, you know, the problem now is that, Evil is so rampant that even when you meet in a public place, at the end, you people will share yourself. Where's your babe now? You people go there, go there. You, and so it's not going to help in anybody because it's, it's a congregation of evil. So I say we been meeting. We are not alone. Say all of us need alone time for 30 minutes. So, so right now you can't even trust the people you're going with. You have to build your boundaries. Tell your neighbor build your boundaries. Come on, say build firm boundaries. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's very important. If you are not married to someone, there are words you must never use for them. Is that okay? They are not your wife. Reserve them for your wife and your husband. Some of you have finished all the words, so by the time you get married, you can only do Papa Victor. Because sweetheart, you are finished. Sweet, you are finished. Sugar, you are finished. By the time you you get married, all your vocabulary for romance have been exhausted. In your single year. So you are just left with that itching way. There's nothing again. It's finished. You can't even think of it. You have exhausted your, your gigabytes of romantic words. Number what? Which number are we now? I need to do a singles conference. Which number are we? <laughs> number 11. And we have 40 to go. Okay. Number 11. Number what? No. I did 10. Why number 11 now? Don't worry. Number 11. Proverbs fifteen five. Fools despise correction and they never call to mind previous correction. In fact, this really got to me. A fool despises his father's instruction and correction. But he who regards reproof acquires prudence. What does that mean? You, if you read the modern amplified version, it says it, is not, it does not call to mind previous correction. That means a fool is all, always corrected. His correction is on repetition mode. The same thing. The same thing. Despise correction. Most people don't want to be corrected. If you cannot be corrected, you cannot access wisdom. You must open yourself to correction. Most of you here are professionals. How did you get to where you are today, either as an engineer or a doctor? It's through correction. Am I right? You do something for your boss, what happens? He says, no, go and do it again. Go and do it again. Go and do it again. You know, I was telling all uh, of my pastors the other day, myself and my dad were have a wonderful relationship in ministry. But, I mean, there were some times that, man, I remember in early days, my, my dad would send me to do the outline. So, I would go to a computer center to type the outline. And there would be one mistake. Then, he wouldn't even give me transport. There was no transport. So, I would trek down you know, we used to laugh at my dad. You know, like he just sends you errand. He doesn't know whether you have to use transport, so he just give you and say, "Go and type this and make thirty photocopy." They will be tracking, and they will come back, and my dad will say, "No, there's a mistake here." We'll go back, and, and for one Wednesday outline, maybe I'll do that trek like four, five times. At a point, I will say, "This man is wicked." <laughs> you know, you know. But today, it helped me a lot. It's one of the things that stands out in our ministry and in everything we do is excellence. we printed whole handbills and we found errors in them and we just... But you know what? I didn't get it from birth. It was because I was open to what? To correction. So correction makes you better for your own destiny. Do you not realize that when you correct your child, you're not correcting your child just because of you? Yeah? You're correcting your child for their, for their sake. But they don't know. So if you tell a child, always pick up your stuff when you come home. Always pick up your stuff. Always pick up your stuff. And it does not yield to that correction. If you are honest, many years after when the, that your son is married, the wife will have the same complaint. You see, you see the way the only, hmm. Your husband, the shoe, you know, you can trail how your husband entered the house. Because his shoe, stockings, singlets, t-shirts belt, and then you can trace him finally. So if we, if we start from the shoe, we will definitely know which of the rooms he entered because with, with each pace something is dropped. You know, he's just entering like, pam, pam, stockings, belt, this, this. And yet his mother has been telling him from when he was six, pick your things. But he never listened to correction. Praise the name of the Lord. So develop a life that you are corrected only once, you will grow in wisdom I receive correction I pay attention, and I grow in wisdom you've got a point to come in your life where corrections will be minimal praise the name of the Lord number 12, Proverbs seventeen seven. due to spiritual blindness, there is no excellence in his speech, a fool use all kinds of language will use gutter language Use all kinds of slants. Whatever slants is raining, they'll get it in their mouth. Why? Because of spiritual blindness. Proverbs seventeen verse ten. Proverbs seventeen verse ten. Despite physical affliction of pains and troubles, a fool would not learn or be corrected. Sometimes you will think that, you see, a reproof enters deeper into the man of understanding than a hundred lashes into, into a fool. That means if you flog a fool hundred times, it will not still bring correction to him. What does that mean? It means that when fools even have physical affliction, they don't learn anything from it. I, I, are you, you following what I'm saying? Something happens to you. You should learn your lessons from it. So you don't repeat it any longer. It says a fool will not learn. Even when physical afflictions come on them. Number 14. Uh, sorry. Yeah. No, I just did 13. Just follow me. Whatever number I say, just follow it like that. I, I just did 13, Right. Number 10 is careless. 11, despite correction. 12, due to spiritual blindness, there is no excellence in speech. 13, despite physical aff- infliction of pains and troubles, a fool would l- not learn or be corrected. 14, a fool has ferocious anger. Let's look at this. I like this one. Proverbs 17, 12, verse 12. Verse 12. He said, Let the brute ferocity of a bear robbed of our whelps meet, meet a man rather than a self confident. Fooling in his fully when he's in a range. You know what it means. If you, if have you ever, well, I know most of us have never been pursued by a bear, but have you tried to take um, chicks from their mother, from their mother hen? If you grew up in the village, you understand. Have you tried it, man? That that <laughs> that hen will come after you with her beak. Uh, uh, have you ever experienced that kind of anger? Now, imagine if it was a bigger animal. Let's say a lion. You go and take a lion's child. You know, some of you in your dream, you don't want to imagine. it. say, Pastor, just leave that example. The Bible says that is better for you than when you meet a fool in his anger. What is one of the symptoms of foolishness? Ferocious anger. Oh, anger that cannot be controlled. You know, there are some people who get angry. They will destroy everything. It will be like a tornado went through the whole place. After the ashes are settled, then they come to their senses. One of the signs of wisdom is learning to manage your anger. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't have that kind of... Don't say it is in my family. Change it. That's how I am. All of us have the capacity to be angry. We allow the Holy Ghost. You know, some of you think that, you know, we were just born with the Holy Spirit. We were born quiet. We Not one of us was born quiet. We all have the same nature in every one of us, but we yielded to the Holy Ghost. Are are you following what I'm saying? (laughs) I think I've told you this story before, but I'll tell you again. We had two twins, two set of twins in my class. I was in SS1. Now, I grew up in a pastor's home, so fighting was not a skill I picked up. You know, if you grew up in any other home, you pick fighting by the way. You know, when they beat you, you beat others, you develop. So, even if they were beating me, I was not permitted to respond. Then, my parents, my dad was a teacher also. So, you are a teacher's child, you are a pastor's child. That's a combination of not having any defense at all. Because then your teacher's child cannot fight. I mean, so, I had this twin. And man, these, those guys bullied me in school. They bullied me. They bullied me. One day, I just decided that, you know what? Today, someone was going to die. But I was sure it was not going to be me. It was one of those three. So I was with, all, everything, All, all the subjects they taught us before that morning and break, I didn't listen to anything. I was just preparing how the blow was going to go, where the blow was going to land, the, and I knew I had only one chance. You know, you, you, I mean, you're not powerful, so you know that if you get it wrong, you might not be alive to tell the testimony. <laughs> so, so during break, I hid behind the door. The guy came out, uh, going for a break, and I and thank God for his grace. Everything went as planned. <laughs> and I can't blood coming out of his nose. Since that day, bully stopped. What I'm saying is that that anger and that wickedness was in my spirit. Even though my parents didn't let me exhibit it as a pastor's child and they didn't let me exhibit it as a teacher's child, it was a potential. So everybody has this level of anger that is destructive. That is why one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. The ability to control yourself is wisdom. Are you following what I'm saying? Ask any man who beat his wife, or a woman who has beat her husband. You know, we always think of women. Have you seen a woman who beat her husband? Huh, can be dramatic. You know, that like you don't even know how to hold there because you are so amazed, like wow. So, this happens. They say, holy night, nice wait. Let's wait. Okay. Number one. <laughs> no, you shouldn't do any of that. Whether husband beating or wife beating, don't do that. Let's go, Let's go to number 15. <laughs> Let's go to number 15. So, under that point, write this. Good sense and discretion will make a man slow to anger. Be slow to anger. There'll be opportunities to be angry, but be slow to anger. Um, number 15. Proverbs seventeen sixteen. Proverbs seventeen sixteen. <laughs> Proverbs seventeen sixteen. A fool has no heart to get wisdom. There is no desire in his heart for it. Of what use is money in the hand of a self confident fool to buy skillful and godly wisdom when he has no understanding or heart for it? You never have money to buy books. You never have money to buy anything. No heart for wisdom. You don't want to gain wisdom. In those days when you couldn't buy so much book, what did you do? You bought a book, your friend bought another book and you did exchange. Today there is no reason for ignorance. There are many people who are willing to give you books, to give you materials to study, but a fool has no desire for wisdom. Somebody gets in contact with you, all he wants from you is money, not your wisdom. Even though you have wisdom to help them. he see, let me tell you something. Money is the least resource you should ask from people. Sometimes I'm surprised. You will sit with a wise man. You will sit with a wealthy man. And you cannot say, this is what... What do you think can help me? You just say, give me money. And you realize what happens. After a while, that money is gone. Because the prosperity of the fool will destroy him. Learn to ask people for wisdom. Learn to ask for godly counsel. And you know what will happen? Resources will follow the what? That wisdom. Praise the name of the Lord. I said, praise the name of the Lord. You know, uh, I, have two basically, I uh, basically have two mentors outside of my dad, uh, Pastor Vankia, Reverend Tokes. And I was talking to someone about Reverend Tokes, And he was saying, oh, uh, you know, someone else tried to host Reverend Tokes and hosted him and all that. And so I was chatting with Reverend Tokes about the meeting. And he gave me some feedback. And I told him, I said, you know what? I think what our generation needs from a man like you is the wisdom that puts you in that role. And that, I mean, Reverend Toks is not just the Rema Nigeria director. He's, he's very close to the Higgins. He's very close to the Higgins. Pastor Higgins himself said that. You know, but a lot of people will not ask him questions about ministry. They will not ask him anything. You know what they just want? They just want to host him. So that on the flyer, you see that they have hosted Reverend Tokes. He came to my program. He came to my church. You see, but if you access the wisdom he has, what's going to happen? You will be able to rise up probably to the stature that God has placed in him. What am I trying to say? Don't just get close to people and be interested in taking selfies and not getting their wisdom so you get 1,000 likes. Hmm? You meet a wise man. Instead of asking a very important question, you are just posing, sir, one minute, sir, one minute, sir, one minute, sir, one minute, sir. And then you go away with the same degree of foolishness that you came to meet him. The only thing that has changed is now you now have a picture with him. (laughs) And you know, because those people are used to those kind of life, they will just smile and that's all. They will forget you. Get wisdom. Tell your neighbor, get wisdom. Make it a principal aim in your life. Tell your neighbor, get wisdom. wisdom. Praise the name of the Lord. A fool has no heart to get wisdom. No heart. You give them books to read, they will return it the same way. If they don't return it, they will delay it until you are frustrated. Which chapter are you? Chapter 1. Which chapter are you? Chapter 1. After three years, they say, bring my book back. (laughs) No heart to get wisdom. Or you ask them, what's the book I gave you? They have even forgotten the title. Title forgotten, author forgotten. So, what are you reading? If you have forgotten, the first thing you saw. How will you understand everything else? It's no hard for wisdom. You see, without discipline, you won't get wisdom. Number sixteen. There are three scriptures to read on this. I'll just call them. Write the scriptures down. Number sixteen. Proverbs seventeen twenty one, Proverbs ten one, and Proverbs seventeen twenty five. Proverbs seventeen twenty one. Proverbs 10 1, and Proverbs 17 25. Number sixteen a fool brings sadness and sorrow to his parents. Look at ah, I like this so one. Leave it. He who becomes the parent of a self confident fool does it to his sorrow. And the father of an empty headed fool has no joy in him. This is one of the categories of fools in the book of Proverbs. Empty headed. This one is a fool, and there's nothing there. You know, there are some that are arrogant fools, self-confident fools, then empty-headed fools. This is an interesting study. Go through the book of Proverbs if you if you have uh, a good study Bible. Just type the word fool, all the scriptures will come out. Uh, then check the word that comes before the fool. You get all the categories. Just a good study for your for your yeah. One of the signs of wisdom is to bring joy to your parents. It doesn't matter how your parents lived or they lived with you or they, no no no, you have to decide see I, 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 I and I sometimes I don't get it when you grew up from a home where either you were poor, your parents didn't live right, the marriage situation between your parents was not good, and everything you know what you do you it those things should lead you to a decision. it should not lead you to complaining you know today back I used to say something that I mean, many years ago, I was just going to listen to his message. He said, his, one of his brothers was always coming and saying, Oh, you know, if our father had not died, if our father had not died, if our fa-. one day he now said, it's the same time your father and my father died. You know, you're making it look like, you know, we had different fathers. I mean, how many of you have heard Tony Bakari's story? How he got to Lagos? Washing clothes. Washing clothes. That's how he got to Lagos and started before he became a lawyer. And was with CCG and practice. Never had it smooth. I mean, I think we have uh, some books available from Mafa's father. We share this story. You can even start from reading that one. We have some, some copies in the in the church office. Nobody, you see, anybody you see that they are enjoying today, their father paid the price. And let me be real with you: if your father did not pay the price, stop complaining. You pay the price also, so that your children will not complain about you. And one of the price that you should stop paying is stop getting people pregnant. Say amen. amen. You have not found your purpose. You have three children. One in Andoni, one in Kwale. Anywhere you go, you leave a, a footprint. I was here. Anywhere you go, footprints all over the place. I was here, I was here. Have three kids. There's a fair one, there's a brown one, there's a green one. Then you say things are hard. Yes, things should be hard. Imagine if you had money. You must not sleep with every girl you meet. It is, it is, not, it is not wisdom. It is satanic and demonic. You see, we can reduce the problems in this world if we work with Wisdom. You grew up from a single parent home. Decide that you're going to have a good marriage by God's word. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You grew up from a home where nothing was working. Decide. <laughs> ah. You know, I was looking, there was a book I wrote about 30 or 40 lifetime goals. And you know one of the goals in that book. It makes me laugh every time I remember it. Number 22, I can't forget. It's number 22 on that book. One of my goals then when I wrote it was to eat in a McDonald's restaurant in the U.S. You, can, you, can, you see the way you guys laughed. Like how can that be your life goal? That's to tell you that if I set that as a life goal it means that Mr. Biggs was far from me. Are, are, you, are you following what I'm saying? None of us had it easy. No one had it. You know, No. But you, you challenge yourself, you make up your mind that I'm going to be different. But this is the challenge I have. People decide they are going to be different and still have the habits of where they are coming from. If you don't change your habits, you will not change your realities. Are, are you still here? <laughs> I know some of you when you look at your children today, you laugh, like, you know, my children. Sometimes I look at them, I'll just laugh. My wife will say, Why are you laughing? I look at them when they ask me some, some kind of questions. You, they, they, they give you food. You know, I say you don't want to eat. <laughs> you know, I would just laugh. I would just laugh and go to the room. You know I'm going to the room. <laughs> because that's old nature. That food you say you don't want to eat. That's where you start from. There's no... You don't have options. What? I mean, we thank God. We also have to learn that since God has also blessed us, let's not carry the wickedness of our upbringing and <laughs> put it on the children. If not, if they leave us, they will go through the same experience. Visual. <laughs> they will not, they will not, it is not them they will wonder, why are you like this? They don't know. <laughs> oh. uh, thank God for his mercies. Number 17. A fool never acknowledges what is present, they always have their eyes somewhere afar off. Proverbs 1724. Let's go quickly now. Proverbs 1724. A fool, look at this, a man of understanding sets skillful and godly wisdom before his face. But the eyes of a self confident fool are on the ends of the earth. What is one of the symptoms of foolishness? Always having vain and ambitious goals. You you somebody who is not wise, you want to help him to start a business. I said, bring a budget. Let me see what I can help you with. He brings a budget of one million. He said, I can manage this. That's a fool. His eyes are on the ends of the earth. Everybody you sit down with, you just want to hammer. You want to drive a Range Rover Sports, (laughs) G-Wagon. There are some... There are some goals you should not have at certain phase of your life. They will come later, but don't... there are some things you should not even be interested in. You are finding it difficult to pay transport from here to go and look for a job. You are browsing pictures of G-Wagon. How does it correlate? That's not what you should be focused on right now. Don't put your eyes on the ends of the earth. Face what is before you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That little money you have, use it and start something. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Number 18. Proverbs 18.2 A fool has no desire to understand. They are always in a hurry to display personal opinions. A fool has no desire to understand. But only revealing his personal opinions and himself. A fool just wants to tell you what he has in mind. Never listens so you can talk. Just sharing personal opinions. Some people even come to you for counseling. They end up counseling you. Because they know more than you. That's a symptom of foolishness. Number 19. Proverbs 18, verse 6 to 7. The mouth of a fool spreads contention and strife. Every time a fool talks, by the time he leaves, contention and strife is what is spread. And you know the good thing about God... It doesn't matter how worse your life has been. If you embrace the wisdom of God, you can make a difference. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. If you embrace the wisdom of God, I'll tell you, if you embrace the wisdom of God, He'll make a difference in your life. It doesn't matter where you're coming from. The mistakes you have made. That's the good thing about salvation. God redeems our mistakes and gives us a fresh new start. That's the good thing about Jesus. No mistake is still insurmountable. But if you walk with wisdom, if I tell you something, your life, you will be experiencing a life of constant increase. If you walk with wisdom. Proverbs, uh, number 20. Proverbs 18 verse 13. The fool will answer before he hears the fact. He who answers a matter before he hears the fact, it's a folly and shame to him. They bring a story to you. You have not even confirmed your past judgment. Hear the facts. Hear from both parties. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't just listen to one story. You know, how many of you have had that experience before? And it taught me a very bitter lesson. And a good one at that. You know, you just hear one story and then you carry the story as if it's your own. Only to realize at the end of the day, the story was not true. Why? You didn't check for facts. Why? Because those kind of stories are good. You know, you just you just like to be the person who who, <laughs> who was the first person to say it. Number twenty one, Proverbs nineteen, verse three. A fool lays blames on God for the ruins he got from his own foolish actions. Proverbs nineteen three. Proverbs nineteen three. Proverbs nineteen three. A fool lays blames on God. The foolishness of a man subverts his ways, ruins his affairs. Then his heart is resentful and frets against the Lord. A man will destroy his own life and will say, Oh God, why? Are you hearing what I'm saying? You, you, you have somebody, <laughs> you know, somebody gives you his number and say, Call me when you need anything. You didn't even allow the man go, get home. In the car, phone is ringing. Says, I it's her. I wanted to just save my number. Then you save the number. Then you start harassing the man as if he owes you. Then the man gets tired and blocks your number. Then you come to the altar and say, Oh God, those people who are making my destiny help us not to remember me, they will remember a fool. There's wisdom to manage relationships. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's wisdom to manage opportunities. Don't destroy your life by your own foolishness. And then you turn up and blame God. And you know, sometimes we find it a lot. Sometimes in church. You, may, you make a bad decision. You're in trouble. And you come to church and say, oh, I want you guys to help me. i we say, oh, we can't help you now. What happens? They get resentful against the church. And get resentful. At the, at, the, at the end of the day, we didn't put you in that situation. You know, I, if, I'm learning to be, to be a bit more bold with these issues now. Because, you know, people just want to put that guilt on you. Ah, and, but, but you say you are a man of God. But you say in the church we should love one another. It, also in the church, we, we also say we don't put ourselves in problems. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen very carefully to, to this. It, it, it totally changed my life. Nobody owes you anything in this life. If anybody decides to help you, it's an act of generosity. Say a loud amen. Amen. You know, your father can give birth to you and run away. You will only get angry with the man. I will not greet him. Even if I see him, I will not greet him. God will cause him where he is. That's the only thing you can do. You cannot go and drag the man to come and pay your school fees. Do you understand what I'm saying? Ultimately, <laughs> you are in this world. You are on your own. For some of you, it should come as a revelation. What did you learn from today's service? I am on my own. And go to work with that knowledge. You know what? Because if you put your life like people owe you, you're always going to be resentful. When you're resentful with people, you now transfer it to God. If you ask some people, why they're not serving God today? They'll tell you, I asked one Christian brother to help me. A Christian brother, what even a Muslim cannot do? As if they have been Muslims before. Even cult people will not do that. Go and join cults now. You know people just make all kinds of assumptions. And what happens? You find that resentment and that bitterness. But one of the things you tell yourself is, what put me in this situation? Do you realize the prodigal son, when he went back, he didn't blame his father? Come on. No, the prodigal son could have said, you know I was a child. When I asked you for my inheritance, you would have stopped me. Why did you give me? It was because you and, your, you and my mother released me. That's why I find myself in this problem. I'm sure that's what he would have done. no. He says, I've seen." So what, what does that tell us? Our, if, our, if, if our actions self-destruct our life, we should not be resentful against people and against God. Praise the name of the Lord. Number what? 22. Okay. So this is what's going to happen. If I don't finish, of course I can't finish, I have 10 minutes. So I'll stop at 25. And then I'm going to do 25 in the Podaco church this evening. So I'm going to send you two messages, part one and part two. So part one, we'll have 25. Part two, we have another 25. Number 20, what now? 22. Are you still here? Okay. Say amen if you're here. Amen. All right. Is it a good message? Okay. Even if you say it's not good, you have heard 21 already. 22. A fool lacks the discretion to handle luxury. Proverbs 19, verse 10. Cannot handle prosperity. Cannot handle abundance. <laughs> Luxury is not fitting for a self confident fool, much less for a slave to rule over a prince. Don't know how to handle abundance. Do you realize in the book of Philippians, chapter 4, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me? And he was talking about learning to abase and learning to abound. There is how to handle abundance. There is how to handle abundance. There is how to handle luxury. If not, it will self-destroy you. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Number 23. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 3. Praise God. Proverbs 20 verse 3. It is an honor for a man to cease from strife. And keep aloof from it. But every fool will quarrel. It is an honor to stay away from quarrels. One of what is the symptom of foolishness? You easily start quarrel. A fool starts a quarrel without regard for consequences, no thoughtful insight. Every opportunity to quarrel, you take it. You don't bypass anyone. Praise the name of the Lord. You realize sometimes, even in our homes, we can avoid quarrels. Are you following this? Your wife wants to say something, maybe something, 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 something about not helping in the house, not doing this, and you just cover their dirty dishes, just go straight to the kitchen and just, you know, just save. You know, I don't know why some people like Korea. It's like they thrive in that atmosphere. When the place is boiling, that's when their potentials come out. It is honor to avoid strife. You know what Abraham told Lot? He says, if you go to the right, I'll go to the left. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. You know why many people do not avoid strife? Because when they make that kind of decision and they go back home. Say, so what did you tell Lot? Say, I told Lot, if you go to the right, I'll go, Eh? Go to where? Come. (laughs) Let's go and see Lot. No. I've told you here many times. If you don't have a quarrelsome husband, don't be the one who quarrels for him. It's it's, It's a gift of God the gift of God. To be able to walk away from strife is honor. It's not all your rights you will fight for. Let some go. You know, I was, I was in Uganda in, in November, November last year. And, and when I was going to the airport, something happened and I just laughed. Two cars were coming. Two, two cars were coming. Jeep, SUV cars. Right and left. And they were so close to each other. All they could have done was to wait so one person would pass. Both of them got to each other. They kept, I mean, literally destroying their cars. What kind of of life is that? And those are married men. Why? Because we think in our society, if you pull away from strife, you are a weak man. So even those who don't have the capacity to cause trouble, your friends have, have, have empowered you to cause trouble. Something happens, you walk away from it, you go back, I tell you your friend, I say, go back, go back. That's how this thing happened in Abuja, before the man, the next time. And then you know, you will now begin to have a confidence that does not exist. And then you go, you become quarrelsome. Don't take every opportunity to quarrel. Praise the name of the Lord. Walk away from Saint things. Give peace a chance in your life. Praise the name of the Lord. Why number what now? 24. Okay. A fool despises godly wisdom. Proverbs 29, verse 3. A fool will despise godly wisdom. Some of the things that God is helping us to see in this service, some people will despise them and say, Ah, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. A fool will despise godly wisdom. Proverbs 23 verse 9. Proverbs 23 verse 9. A fool will despise godly wisdom. Praise the name of the Lord. Then number 25. 25. Then I'll do the next 25 in Port Church. And then I'll send the two messages tomorrow to you. 25. Proverbs 26 verse 4 to 5. A fool is fond of making frivolous comments and is close-minded. A fool will misinterpret your comments to be agreement. When a fool says something and you make a comment, they will interpret it to be agreement. Answer not a self-confident fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. One of the prayers I'm praying for everyone hearing the sound of my voice today Is that your wisdom level this year will increase in the mighty name of Jesus. That God will help every one of us. That, you know, we will not make foolish decisions this year that will cost us in the mighty name of Jesus. That the wisdom of God will be made available to us in the mighty name of Jesus. So I want you to think over these things and go through them again. And let's just pray this this morning that the spirit of wisdom and revelation will come upon us. Let's lift up our voices and just pray. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. We pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Let's just take some two minutes to pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray for wisdom. We pray for wisdom. We pray for wisdom. We take authority right now over every spirit of foolishness that hovers around us. And we pray that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.